You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. My name is Warren, and I am a peaceaholic. <laughs> I'm also a faithaholic and also a loveaholic. But we're going to focus on my issue of peace this morning. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I want to speak to you about the potency of peace. The word potency means the power of something to influence or make an impression. And that is who we are. Amen. We are called to make an impression and have an influence wherever we go. The Bible says that we are kings in the kingdom of God. Listen to this verse in Ephesians 3 verse 12 in the Passion Translation. It says, we have boldness through him that is Christ and free access as what? As kings. Free access as kings before the Father because of our complete confidence in Christ's faithfulness. Free access as kings, not as beggars, not as slaves, not as grovelers, but as kings. Amen. I I really hope that you get that. Where kings go, they influence and they make an impact. In, in, In fact, kings brings transformation. Kings make a change that will not be changed back. And this is what we're going to get into this morning. Changing the atmosphere wherever we go. Making an impact and influencing so that people will be brought over from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. There's no other place to be, right? There's no other place to live as in the kingdom of light. So Matthew 6 verse 9 to 10, Jesus taught, taught us to pray. He says, in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This is the the verse that I want to get to. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I I just love this verse, (laughs) you know, without getting into the detail, we are the manifestation of this prayer. Kingdom come, we are kings in the kingdom of God. Kingdom come, kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are the channels of heaven into earth. People will see heaven, will see Jesus in us and through us. I want to I just explain a small part of it before we get into what I want to get into. In Genesis 28, verse 16 and 17, Jacob slept on a, uh, uh, on a pillow. What's those pillows called? Uh, uh, memory foam rock. I don't know how people sleep on a rock, but yeah. So he had this vision. And, and then in verse 16 and 17, the Bible says, Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and it is the gate of heaven. This is the gate of heaven. It's the house of God. It's the gate of heaven. A gate is a place of transition. It takes you from one dimension to another. It takes you from the public road into your own driveway. It takes you from the sidewalk into your yard. It takes you from heaven into earth. A gate. And the house of God is the gate. And where is the house today? We are the house, the temple. The translation of the house, the word house there in the Old Testament is temple. And we are the temple, individually and corporately. We are the temple of God. And it's through the temple, it's through the house of God that the the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you excited? 
So, so something that we need to see here uh, that is vitally important that makes us the temple of God is the presence of God. It's all about Jesus. It's not about performance. It's not about anything else but Jesus, the presence of Jesus. And we see here in, in 28, it's a man in the presence of God on a hill. It's the house of God. It's the presence of God. It's man in the presence of Jesus. Now, the presence of God can be a little bit confusing at times, right? Because we all know that he said, he will, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm Emmanuel. I am God with you. So Jacob wakes up. He says, the Lord is in this place and I didn't know it. So it is only when he had the revelation of the presence of God that he knew he was there. Although he was there, he did not know it. So, 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 so I, want, I want you to think about this. It, it is, it's about the awareness of the presence of Jesus that your life is all about. And we know that he's here. We know that he's everywhere. He, he, he is everywhere all the time, but it's to be aware of his presence. And I just want to explain to you, um, and I asked my wife to help me quickly. Just come stand here with me quickly. And look, you know, look, me in the, look me in the eyes. You can't see her, but I can. Your beautiful brown eyes. Thank you. She, at this moment in time, she's aware of my presence only. She's not even aware of you. She doesn't care about you. She is focused on me. Okay, turn around. But now she's not left my presence, but she's not aware of me as much as she's aware of you at this moment in time. Amen? And so we need... To be in this position. Amen. To be aware of the presence of God. Awareness comes through revelation. It comes through a focus shift. And, 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 and we need to understand that. Revelation comes through hunger. Through hunger. Hunger for Him. I, I want to ask you this morning, just want to throw it out there. How hungry are you for the presence of Jesus? You know what hungry people does? Hungry people eat. Hungry people eat the Word of God. And the more you eat, the hungrier you get. The more you eat of the Word, it's different than in the physical realm. The more you eat, the hungrier you get. Hungry people can't get enough as they press into the presence of God. And they become so aware of His presence that that is the only reality that matters to them. It's the only reality that matters. It's not my, 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 my naughty children or, or, or my boss at work or, or this thing or that thing or this temptation or this sin or whatever it is. The only reality that makes sense, the only reality that I want to know about is the reality of the presence of Jesus in my life. It is all about Him, from Him, to Him and through Him are all things. And so when, when he becomes the only reality that I am aware of, because he is the way, the truth, and life, he is life, the atmosphere 
flows freely through me into the place where I am at, at any given time and point. Now keep in mind, keep this in mind as we move on to peace. Just as you forgot, think I forgot that we're preaching about peace, right? We're going to get back to it. (laughs) For most people, peace is a time without war or fighting or quarreling or conflict or as simple as a time without noise. It's always something uh, that has to do with the absence of something. But the peace the Bible speaks about is not the absence of something, but the presence of someone. It's the presence of Jesus in our lives. That is where peace comes from. That is what peace is all about. It's the presence of Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace. And so when the predominant um, influence on my heart and my mind is the presence of Jesus, I have a peace that conquers. I have a peace that is potent. I have a peace that influences. I have a peace that, that changes and transforms. And, and how awesome is this peace? This peace is not defined by circumstances. This peace defines circumstances. You know, Jesus slept in a storm, right? I I know you guys don't know what a storm is down here in the Cape. Up in the Eiffelt, (laughs) up in the Eiffelt, we have thunderstorms. And the lightning gets so intense that, that if you're not careful, you can be very scared. And if you're not inside the house, you will be scared. It, it like hits the ground ever so often, even in our neighborhood. People lose modems and you name it. We all got those red plugs in everywhere and, and high towers, you know, all, all those kind of stuff. It's, it's horrible. Here, it tells a story of Jesus sleeping while this is going on. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then they arose and rebuked the wind and said to, uh, and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? See, faith and peace work together. They work in tandem together. So it is in him that I find that the atmosphere of heaven is peace. You know what atmosphere is? I know that in heaven, there's a whole lot of things happening. You know, angels are flying around the throne. They're shouting, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And people are singing and praising and everything. But there's an atmosphere that, 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 covers the whole place and that atmosphere is peace. You know, you can walk into a room and they can, certain things can be happening, but that does not mean that that is the atmosphere. You pick up the atmosphere. And so peace is the atmosphere. And we have the peace of Jesus in us. We have the peace. And, and so Jesus demonstrated so well how he released what was in him into circumstances that was, that was threatening and stormy. And he released what was in him and what he was from his identity of the Son of God. And the storm ceased. Peace took over. 
the atmosphere changed into peace. Jesus says in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Come on now. That peace he gave us. Each and every child of God has received that peace. That peace is your part. In John 16, 33, in the Passion Translation, and everything I've taught you is so that peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. So everything I taught you, it's the Word of God. As I, as I, as I spend time in the Word of God and in the presence of, of Jesus, peace fills up my whole, my whole being. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. I have conquered the world. We have His peace. I'm missing something here. You know, I just love the peace of God. The, the Bible said this morning in, in, you know, you have the U version that uh, um, I just clicked on the, on the verse for the day this morning and I, I read, I, I always love to read verses in context. And so I read about uh, um, live peaceably with all men as far as possible. And, and that is what I live by. I am obsessed with peace. I am a peaceaholic, and I sort out everything that comes up in front of me. I don't want to sit with, with, with stuff, you know. I, I just want to be in peace. Praise the Lord. I want to, I want to tell you something. Um, I'm a grandfather. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> and I am very, very proud of it. Our smallest one, she's three years old. Her name is Simone. And so the other, every Friday they come to visit us she, she, uh, and they sleep over until Saturday. This one Friday evening, she was upset. Her emotions was in turmoil. It was just, she was just crying all the time. It's just crying, 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 crying. And, and you know, Omar, she understands a little bit more than me in terms of, of children. <laughs> I went into the room, took off my glasses, lay down next to her, and all of a sudden got quiet, and she put a little hand on my neck, you know, she can't reach over me. Put her, and it was like that. She started breathing deeply, fast asleep. It was, and I, and I just realized this is how it is, you know, sometimes my emotions is all over the place. I, I just press into the presence of God. The moment I become aware of His presence, I can sleep. I am at rest. Now what she does is, every Friday evening, she's like, Opa, won't you lie with me a little bit? <laughs> so, so walking in the awareness of the presence of God is to walk in His peace. He is our peace. I want you to understand that we don't work for peace. Peace is not earned. Peace has been given. Peace is a gift to, to, to us. And, and so when fear comes, and I surrender to that fear, whatever the source of that fear, I want to say it like this. Peace leaves. 
You know, all of a sudden I'm filled with, with feelings of anxiousness and, and, and fear and, and uncomfortable and all those kinds of things. And I'm no longer aware of the reality of peace in my life because now I've surrendered to something contrary and inferior to the Word of God over my life. In other words, what I want to say is that I'm not aware of peace because the Holy Spirit has not left. Remember the, the illustration with my wife. The Holy Spirit has not left, but I'm not aware of my peace because I'm focused on the circumstances that is going on around me. And so when, when, when anger and fear take over, the benefits of peace are no longer available to me. And so a good way of, of explaining this is because the Holy Spirit never leaves me, I have peace in my account. Although it is not in my possession, I have it in my, my account. So what, what, what I need to do is make a withdrawal. I, I need to get it back again. Are you with me? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> That's an Emma Lachleni expression, you know. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> so, so for me, to, to have my peace back, because it's mine, it was given to me by Jesus, the Prince of Peace himself, for me, I have to make a withdrawal. And I make that withdrawal in, in, in a little rewind. I go back in my day to where I find that place where I left my peace, where, where, where I turned around and looked at everything that was going on around me. I need to turn back. And so I need to go back to the place where I turned around so that I can turn back. And so maybe, maybe it was a telephone call. Or maybe, just maybe, it was while you were scrolling through Facebook. They're having a holiday in the Caribbean? But I got to find it where I dropped it. And so it might not even be, be sin or something bad. It was just that my reaction to an inferior information was to become anxious. And so I go back to that place where I embraced the lie, where I embraced that information over God's word in my life. And I repent my way back. Where I lift my peace, I confess my sin, I pick it up, and I realize again that this is my permanent possession. This is what I am designed to walk in. I am designed to walk in the presence of God with the peace of God that transcends all understanding. We'll get there just now. Oh. I have to pray. And God honors confession. God honors confession because the word confession means, in simple terms, it means to agree with. We agree with what God points to as we confess and turn away from it. We repent. We turn away from that inferior thing in our lives that we have become one with. We pray. Prayer is so important, to press into the presence of God just by prayer, having intimate fellowship with Him. Jesus says in the Garden of Gethsemane, He says to His disciples, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. 
The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is, the flesh is weak. The, the implications, if we don't pray, is we will face temptations that we didn't need to face. I, I might overcome that temptation, but prayerlessness created a battle I didn't need to fight. Come on now. So I need to pray the word of God. And the word of God encourages us not to be afraid of anything, not to be anxious for anything. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It is worth it to push through, to push into it so that I can get back what is mine. I need to be changed by the renewal of my mind because wrong thinking cannot coexist with peace. Being renewed by the changing of our thoughts restores peace. That the, the mind of Christ, having the mind of Christ, looking at, a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at five loaves and two fish and see 5,000 people plus fed with leftovers. A, a renewed mind. Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7, Paul writes, he says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. You see, the reality of the earth that we live in is that there is a lot of mystery, things that we don't understand. Therefore, we have the promises of God in the Word, like in Romans 8 verse 28, which is that all things work together for those who love Him. All things work together for the good, for those who love Him. In simple terms, I don't understand everything that happens, but it's Peace, the peace of God that transcends all understanding, that, that, that God's my heart, the wellspring of life, that God's my mind so that my thinking would stay under control of my spirit and not go into all of my emotions. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you because he trusts in you. And so faith... And, and peace works in tandem. Faith satisfies the questions when the understanding of the heart is missing. Matthew 10 verse 7 to 14. And as you go preach saying, this is Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Everything you need, everything that pertains to life and godliness is at hand. It is in your hand. It just has to be received. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor stars, for the worker is worthy of his food. Now, whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there until you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you or hear your words, when you depart from that house, shake of the dust of your feet. Because of the order of the verses, we, we might miss this. The atmosphere for healing the sick, raising the dead, uh, cleansing the lepers, and deliverance is peace. Release your peace and do what is necessary to do. Do what is necessary in the moment. Release your peace. 
And therefore, I release the peace of Jesus over this congregation. And, and, and what, I've, what I've experienced this morning while I was praying, somebody with pancreatic cancer is getting healed at this moment in time. While you are hearing the word, God sent out his word and he healed them. While you are sitting right here, or maybe you are watching from one of the campuses, pancreatic cancer. Also, there's a lot of diseases of the intestines that is getting healed right now. If you get a warm feeling, it has started. It has started in this moment in the name of Jesus. I release the peace of Jesus in this place. There's also some of you who, 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 who have tried to quit smoking. It's a horrible addiction, but God has given you the power right now. You are loose in the name of Jesus. So, so we are people of peace because we are people of presence. And I want to encourage you, go into the malls, go into your workplace, go into the classroom, go, go into your house, go into wherever you are and release the peace of His presence and move into what God is moving you into. You know, the city, Cape Town, is desperately crying out for Jesus and they don't even know it, but we know it. And therefore, we need to go out and release the peace of His presence and do what God has told us or Jesus has told us to do. Amen. I want to give you, you, you see, you can't release what you don't have. And so I have, to, I have to make withdrawals. I have to understand my position. I have to walk in the position of peace. So how do I keep on making withdrawals from my peace account? How do I stay in a place of experiencing peace as a reality? Eight things. Maybe you can just, I don't know if it's going to come up, but write it quickly. Stay focused by pressing into the presence, by staying in prayer and in the Word of God. Don't read the Word of God because you, you want to just... Have a good conscience. Get into the Word and expect God to speak to you. It is His Word. It is His Word. Surround yourself with people of faith. People that walk in faith and people that speak faith. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Come on, man. Delete Facebook. Stop comparing you yourself to other people's highlight reels. You know, they only put up the good stuff on Facebook, right? They, they don't put up their fights and their anguish and their anxieties and stuff. Just, just don't compare yourself, but walk in love. Number four is watch your mouth. Say what God is saying. If, if, you, if you are only aware of the, of the presence, the reality of His presence, say what He is saying. Watch your mouth. Number five, forgive, forgive, forgive. You know, at one time in my life, God challenged me to forgive someone that I thought, uh, I, uh, I had to forgive. No, 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 no. That I had to ask for forgiveness from someone who I thought I needed to forgive. You, go, you with me? Because he was the one that was wrong. And so Holy Spirit said, I want you to ask him for forgiveness. And I'm what? And so I went on and I did that. In obedience, I called the guy and said, listen, I want to ask you for forgiveness for everything that I've done wrong towards you. He broke down. He asked me for forgiveness. And, and just pff, the mountain came off my shoulders. There was no bitterness. There was no, no dreams of, of baseball bats, dark alleys, broken knees, all those kinds of things. It was just, I was just free. I was set free. And I was free indeed. <laughs> forgive, forgive, forgive. Even if it wasn't your fault, just get forgiveness on the table so that it can flow. Amen. 
Number, number six, set your mind because it's yours to set. Set your mind, it's yours to set. Number seven, depend on the Holy Spirit to guide you. If, if there's sin, confess it and repent quickly. And release his peace. Wherever you are, be ready to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. The more you release his peace, the more peace there is to release. It's the sowing and reaping process. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. My time is up. Stand. Please stand. Let's say this. Say this with me. In Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus I am a king in his kingdom. I am a person of peace. Because I'm a person of presence. His presence. I release His peace. By faith, the storms will cease. The breakthrough will come. And Cape Town will be saved. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.